Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 195 of the Chamber One Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Chamber One. This week I have for you a game that is not as frightening as it should be, a game that is not as clever as it thinks it is, and a game that completely surprised me with its quality. Chance is here on the games at chanceofblogspot.com. I hazard to guess that Chance is going to talk about walking simulators, Overwatch, and maybe some Switch Indies. Chance, how are you doing this evening? You don't know me, you son of a bitch! I think I do. Though. There's at least one AAA in there. A There's at least bit. one AAA yeah, in there. You, you might have a good kind of measure of me. And <laughs> Alex is here of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. I don't know what Alex is going to talk about, because yesterday he surprised us by talking about a game about, like, match four poop, which yeah. blew me away. Yeah, no, so, it, it's who knows? still not bad. Still kind of getting through that really hard. <coughs> that bumbo. Chance is dying. Chance Sorry. is dying. We're all sneezing and coughing and dying. <laughs> ten seconds. Gotta let it go before ten seconds. He's gone. He's just coughing up. No, I, I muted it. Okay, okay. Uh, that's right. Professionals use cough buttons. I tried. <laughs> I hit the button. It didn't do it. I no, didn't have time to flick it. over that part of the screen. Yeah, yeah. So, last week, <laughs> I promised I was going to play through the Dark Pictures Man of Madan, or Man of Madan, right. or whatever right, right, right. it is. And, and this is, this is the like Until the Dawn. Yeah, this is the Until Dawn crew, and Until Dawn was above par. Yes, Until Dawn was good. I don't know if Until Dawn was necessarily frightening, but it had a great double twist or a twist in there. We're like, oh, there's nothing going on. Oh, shit, there's Wendigo who are eating everybody. So it's there's a nice twist in there, and there's some pretty spooky environments, and it gets pretty moody, and there's interesting characters. I mean, for half the game, you think that Remy Malik is the killer or something, and then he's not, and then in my playthrough, he died horribly. So it was interesting. It was fun to play through. Man of Adon, same crew. Shorter game, like four hours or so, four or five hours, but that's kind of the point. They're supposed to be this kind of anthology, episodic kind of things. Not scary in any way. No mood, and it lets the cat out of the bag way too early that there's no real threat. There's nothing actually happening. So, Everything is a hallucination. So, no... So, spoilers for this. When Yeah, when does that cat leave the bag? Uh, at about two hours in the four-hour game. Well, it's and it's com- it's like completely obvious. Like if you're paying attention, it's obvious in the very beginning. Like it starts off with this flashback to World War II, and these two soldiers are out carousing and getting drunk, and one of them gets a bad fortune. They come back, and they get back and get thrown in the brig because they're drunk. And as their boat's pulling away, they're loading this mysterious box into one of the holes. At sea, the play the boat is hit by lightning. It hits the box, and steam starts coming out, or Ooh. smoke, or something. Then everybody goes crazy and kills each other. So, obviously, there's something in the casket that's making people go crazy. And it's, it's, here's the twist. It's just a chemical. Hmm. No ghosts, no spirits, no evilness. Just, just a chemical. Just, just, yeah, that's, that's four like a divers final on a cut boat. scene kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it, it gave it all away way too soon. So everyone's just accidentally killing each other? Pretty much. I mean, there, there is kind of a threat where the, the, the three characters and the, and the captain, um, who, I don't care what you say, Chance, the captain is distractingly hot. Her name is Fliss, I think, and oh my god. If she was based on a real person, I need to find this person. Know, These are all real around. actors. Yeah, no, I just like Rami Malek like, was like photoreal and, you know. Yeah, I yeah, don't no. know who she was, but oh, anyway. Uh, they, they do get kind of taken by, by pirates. One of the rich, like, asshole kids pisses them off, so they come back in the night and kidnap them all. <laughs> and they all end up on the boat. But that lasts, like, that threat is almost gone immediately because they all get separated. 
So, yeah, I mean, you see spooky things, but you know that none of it's actually real. None of, none of it actually has an effect on anybody. Okay, here's the thing, though. I think the device, the plot device you're describing, could work out beautifully. In fact, we know that it can because we've all seen Batman Begins. That's yes. true. Exactly. Yes. So a handled right, that device is fine. But when you, but what strikes me is you said there, it's got no mood. No, it doesn't. And so, like, does it have you? But when you say no mood, you mean it doesn't have like a scary mood. What is the mood? It must well, have a mood. It, the the mood is almost more of one of, of kind of exploration. Like you're on this giant old decaying World War Two era boat, and it's all rusting and falling apart. So, I mean, that that's kind of the mood. And you can you can tell when something spooky is going to happen because green mist kind of pulls across the floor. <laughs> There's the, the one the one time it kind of like approached mood or approached kind of kind of eeriness is that Fliss who walks around a corner and suddenly she's staring into this ballroom right out of the shining. Yeah. And in the center there's a casket. And you go and push it open and there's a jump scare. Way too many cheap jump scares. That's all it had is jump scares. And then she walks towards the back and opens the curtain and the wall is just bleeding, kind of pouring out of the wall. Hmm. And then she opens a door and finds herself on the outside of the boat turns around nothing that she saw was there anymore it's just this empty cargo hold it's when she figures out that wait nothing is real this is all in my head so i if you see it on sale maybe but even like the 30 or 40 bucks they're asking for it this is this is not it is not as good as until dawn was at all well, Until Dawn was a lot longer than, you know, eight well, hours. Until Dawn was a full game. This was this is like a, a bite-sized kind of, you know. I mean, what they should have done is they should have done a bunch of these and made a Tales from the Crypt game. Now, do you feel like uh, you would have had a different opinion of, of this if it were just cheaper? No, because I didn't pay for it. It was uh, just on Gamefly. Wow, I mean, the, okay. The price didn't really have, have an effect. It's, it's just that it does not live up to what they've done before. That's too bad. And the thing is, you know what this reminds me of? Mm. It reminds me of uh, the promise of episodic gaming as a whole. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds it works. Yeah. Well, can, can name me one outside of Telltale where it worked. Telltale was the one exception. Uh, no, the two Life is Stranges are pretty good once you get past the absolutely terrible sinking of the voice mm. to the mouths. Well, th- those are specific. Okay. Okay, those are specifically adventure kind of game, games which yeah. which follow the Telltale template. Yes. That being said, so was Man of Medan. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so really, I mean, there, there's an argument to be made that there's a market for this. Uh, they just didn't go. They just didn't do horror well. They didn't do horror well. They didn't do horror well Tragic. at all. Yep. Yep. The one fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's awful. What I want from you is just to have it be spooky. No. No. We're out of ideas already. Apparently. Speaking of spooky. <clears throat> and and things not being spooky. Okay, so, you know, you've seen pictures of Death Stranding, or video of Death Stranding, where uh, you're, the main character is wandering along, and then, like, these, uh, there's, like, you know, a, a dead thing, or there's a DT near him, or BT, BT? Kind of BT. floating in the yeah. air, yeah. And then, and then suddenly there's black tar all around him, and all these grasping hands, and he gets pulled away. Mm-hmm. And, he, and uh, then there's tar everywhere, and this creature appears. It comes like it's it's like a porpoise that leaps out of the tar, or mm-hmm. it's the giant lion thing that like lopes towards him. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Okay. And that thing is initially terrifying. 
in Death Stranding. And when it gra- if it grabs you and picks you up, it will create a void out and there will be a massive hole in the world where you were. <laughs> it is it is actually pretty cool. But of course the first result, time. It, well, every time, every time it okay. is visually arresting and it is okay. thrilling. But I'm at the point now in Death Stranding. I'm still on chapter three. I'm on the chapter that all the reviewers say, don't get stuck on chapter three. <laughs> keep, oh, keep so playing. Now, yeah. Okay. yeah, keep playing because it keeps on getting crazier and awesomer. But I'm still loving chapter three. And I'm, but I'm at the point now where I've learned the game so well that I'll be, you know, trucking along with my certain cargo. And I have this, and I have this certain cargo that I want to get there at a certain time. And I sure don't want it to get damaged. And then the rain comes and the thing pops out that says there's a BT around. I will just put my cargo down and walk into the rain and go over here. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I and so yeah. The scary thing in Death Stranding has changed just based on experience and knowledge of the game and how deep the game is. I'm gonna come back to Death Stranding, but I want to hear what Alex has been playing. Alex has been playing a lot of Civilization. Civ. Yep. Six? I got back into Civ pretty hard because I never really uh, finished up the diplomatic victories. Were you playing something else just yesterday? Oh, yeah, no, I've been all over the damn place. What, what were you playing that. yesterday? Okay, okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, because we both have things to say, I bet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. But, um, no, I destroyed... Like, they have this whole new, like, diplomatic victory system where you get diplomatic points by doing nice things. And if you get 20 of them, you win. And I was curious, what would happen if two players in the same game wanted the diplomatic victory and one really wanted to kill the other one? And it wasn't <laughs> me. So towards the end of the game, I've almost gotten 20 points, and we have the, uh, we ha- there's a crisis. My, uh, rival has had a huge flood, and there's like a national crisis, or a global crisis, where you can choose to help them out by sending them like gifts or money, or mm-hmm. like spending, like, like turns having cities work on like canned goods and stuff. And if you like get the most at the end of like the pledge drive, you get a, bu- a couple of, uh, diplomatic victory points. Enough for mm-hmm. me to win the game. This pisses off Pedro. The, the the third page of the third from Brazil, who you know is my rival wants wants to get a diplomatic victory but has to kill me to do it, and I'm sending him like a hundred gold per turn because I'm making <laughs> so much money and just rubbing it in his face. You know, Pedro was AI. This is AI, yeah. Okay, okay. Like this, it's the AI is fine, but it's rare that it actually like like abuses the shit out of me. Like here, so okay, he, it's weird to me that Pedro is playing along with your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> no, like he, like he has a flood, and it's like I'm going to pay him. Yeah, but why does he hate you? Why, because why, why I'm you getting, I'm getting the diplomatic victory that he wants. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, so he wants the diplomatic victory. If you played as if you were uninterested in, he wouldn't hate you. No, like I'm. We're, he knows we're both going for the same victory, and he knows it. So, do and you he, declare which victory you're going for early on? No, but like there's like a running tally of like what you're closest to. Like, okay. if you've done a bunch of science buildings, you're close to the science victory. If you okay. have enough, like, yeah. And so if you if you weren't close to the diplomatic victory, he wouldn't hate you? No. No, he oh. wouldn't, because he would think he still had a shot. Oh, that's so, crazy. like, at the end of this pledge drive, I'll have enough to beat him. And the only way he can stop that is by declaring a surprise war on me and and voiding those trade routes. And does <laughs> he? Yeah, he does. <sighs> and now the – I should have – I thought I had, like, no way of, you know – Still winning the pledge drive, but I totally can just like keep sending him care packages. <laughs> so I, I I have my entire empire send him care packages to death, and I still win <laughs> while he's at war with me. <laughs> okay, that is I, awesome. Civ Six is fun. It just came to PS4. It's apparently fine. I I can't recommend it enough. And here's the thing: 
I, too, appreciate what it means to be prepared to walk away from Jedi Fallen Order to play a better game. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Really? I, I need to do well, yeah. Okay, okay so but, that is a game but, that is easy to put down for a while. Yeah, but at the same time, it's not bad. Oh, it's not bad. It's, really it's not very bad. charming. It's actually quite good. than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's got a lot of things that I really, really like in them. It's got a um, great ship. Got a great ship. It's got great, um. I love uh, the kitchen on that ship. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I love the entire ship. I love just walking yeah. around and talking to everyone, all the interactions you can I have. Love the captain. You love the captain, uh, where, where he's talking about, uh, man, have you never flown a ship before? He's like, no, I never have. You've never gotten behind the wheel and felt that power? No, I never have. Well, you gotta do it, kid. You gotta do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? I think I'm ready to give it a shot. Oh, well, yeah, like, when you get your own ship, not with mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. Yeah, no, like, it, it wouldn't be <laughs> her best work, but if you told me Amy Henning worked on this, I believe you. Me too, and and the feel, the only thing, okay, now I'm going to get into the shitty, mm-hmm. or I'm going to start leaning there, and it's not that anything is really bad, it's just that none of it is particularly good. No, it's doing things other games have done much better. Yes, and it's it's doing them all, and it's okay. And so I I am against, I am fucking against any review that tells you that there's Dark Souls combat in this game. Eh. There's, it, that's not Dark Souls combat. It's you can't not. tell me it is. It's tactical, and it will punish you for, you know, for, button for, mashing. Yeah, it'll, it. it'll punish you for button mashing. It'll punish you for not kind of learning which of your abilities works on this enemy. Because that's the or question. Or paying attention to what your enemy's doing. Yeah. Like oh, it's, so closer to God of War. Oh, yeah, much. Um, a little bit, yeah. But but the new God of War, to play that compared to this, is... that is more complicated. And fun. And, yeah. and feels like good it's combat. A it's, a way, it's way better combat than that. It's way better everything in God of War, frankly. Let's not even go there. But at the same time, I think back to li- licensed games. This is always, you know, the devil, the devil, you know, it's, yeah. you're, it's not going to be as good as usual. But I think back to, you know, like Jurassic Park on the Genesis or, uh, or, or, you know, the, those, those two classic 16 bit platformers, the Lion King and Aladdin that just got upwards, right? It's, yeah. Every now and then there's a licensed game that's good enough. Fuck. Incredible Hulk, Ultimate Destruction, the rare great one. Uh. It- Alien Isolation. Yeah, excellent example. Excellent example. <laughs> um, and this is not one of the greats. It's not Hulk. It's not Alien Isolation. But it's got a shot at being something great eventually. Um, I, I like, think the not sequel, this game. Yeah, the sequel. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> not this one, but the sequel. But at the same time, we keep on saying, nah, it's not a classic. It's not bad. It's, it's really not. It's not bad. It's just not great. It's, it's, it gives you a bunch to explore. Um, I, I have the option to go to Kashyyyk. I have the double-edged lightsaber, the double-edged yeah, du- lightsaber. Okay, so you're further than I am. So you've played a couple of the bosses. I like the bosses. Um, I, okay, I like the AT-AT, ATST. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just, but what's weird is I started trying to just beat it using the force where it would like fire a rocket and I would force push the rocket back you at it. You can do that, yeah. Yeah, and that felt really cool. But you know what killed it like infinitely faster? Yeah, just go for the legs. Yeah, just walk up to it and slash at it. <laughs> but it's hard to do because it keeps launching those mines. No, I didn't. Like as soon as I just decided to slash at it, that was it was over. Um, I, I found love the, those like sort of like the ancient like uh, robot thingies. The, yeah, those that, stomp attacks that you that, had to like that jump was over. Well, I never, I didn't, didn't do, I don't have the jump float. What I did was no, you, you just, just like tap, you tap X and you just whoop. tap force push, and you'll just pop the orb out of them. Oh, really? 
Yes, like they, each each one of these guardian things has a big orb in its chest, and as it doesn't attack, it opens up the panel around the orb, and it leans back to strike you, and then it hits you. And the there is a delay on force push. You're not you're not using it like a parry, so you have to predict it predict it a little bit. And if you force push them when they open that thing, you push the orb out of their body, and it starts and their body like collapses a little bit, and the orb starts trying to get its way back into the body. And at that point, you can wail away on the body and just take off half its health bar. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. So why are you stopping? Why have you both walked away from it? Because the story's I'm, a little I'm, flat. The swim. It's okay. a little flat. Yeah, and I don't know who thought anyone it was anyone's fantasy to be a ginger dude Jedi. Yeah, I still like, like the actor though. Um, he's not as bad as you'd think, but so no, much of his he's way better for like the nasally every man. But they're, they're going for another Luke Skywalker, and I, and I like how they're going after like who Mark Hamill really was. For me, feet. for me, a lot of his character is coming out in his relationship with BD. Yeah, I love that robot. Yeah, that's the thing. You love the robot. It's a and little parapot. It's always on his shoulder. He's fucking great. Yeah, cool. He is. And Lots of fun paint jobs. One of the coolest animations in it is uh, press up on the D-pad, and you go, BD, now! And BD will shoot out a little stim pack. Yeah. Uh, the stim will land in the dude's hand, then he, bam, jams it into his neck or something. That's like one of the coolest animations in the thing. It is pretty. It's well presented overall. Yeah. Um, the anime, all the animations are good enough. Um, the lighting on the lightsaber in particular. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, the light sourcing that they do with the lightsaber, there are sometimes dark areas and you hold the block button to walk forward with the lightsaber to illuminate the area. Hmm. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, deflecting lightsaber blast, or deflecting uh, blasters blast with the lightsaber does feel cool, but as soon as I need it to deflect an enemy attack, unless the enemy attack is very telegraphed, and the the kind of yeah, hitbox it's kind of sticky. It's it's not. And the thing is, I have I have it set to like Jedi, like the first one, or the the second difficulty level. I'm not in like the the yeah. near top or the top difficulty level. It's hard to guess the windows. It is like I can't intuit it at all, and I therefore have to immediately say this is not even a third the action game that Sekiro is. No. Because in Sekiro, I could walk up to an enemy I'd never met, that enemy will lean back, come towards me with a strike, and I can parry it and kill that enemy, because I can feel it. Like, this game does not have that. Nah. It doesn't understand that kind of combat. It's not that good. But, uh, the maps are huge. It's an adventure. It's, it's an exploration. But you and I are still in the point that every review said was the best part of the game. Uh-oh. When everything looked peaches and roses. Uh-oh. Yeah. What happens? Well, we're at the part where everything we've discovered so far is new. We haven't gotten to, like, you've you've cleared that first plan. We got BD. Yeah. But you could tell there's a lot of other avenues on that planet that you can't get to yet, right? Yeah. We're going to have to come back. That's the part that sucks. Exactly. That's the part that sucks, according to the reviewers. It's the going back part. Um, you've, we've already been to this place, so there's that sense of discovery, so on and so forth. Although I will suspect that a lot of the reviews for this game were maybe not done very well because no one got codes until very late. They had to uh, knock them out in like a they, night or two. Yes, they had, they had like two days to knock this game out. Yeah. Um, so, but initially my feelings towards it were very, very positive. I was never like, uh, fuck this game, except for, did, did you meet the horrible toad on, yeah, uh, I beat him. no, 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 the boss. The, the boss, boss one, like Ogdo Bogdo or something. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, like th- this is this is, is the frog. Gungan? Come on. No, this is the frog that will like kill you in one hit, basically. Oh yikes! 
You didn't meet that frog? No, no it's I a didn't. Dark Souls boss. Yeah, yeah. I met that frog, and I'm like, I'll deal with you in, like, five levels. We'll <laughs> come back later. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently that's the shitty part is coming back. But, um, but walking, but at the same time, it is quite good. It's very good. It's a much better video game than I or any of us could make. I like the villain. Um, I, she is iconic looking. I like her design. Uh, but I like her design a lot more than I like his design. His design is so well, No, boring. I mean, I thought she was a decent character. And all the fucking ponchos. Yeah, there's so many ponchos. So many ponchos. <laughs> and none of them look good. No, they don't. Like, the only, po- the poncho I like is the one that's not a poncho. It's just him, a guy with a lightsaber. Without a like poncho. They're, they're trying to do a man with no name thing, and this is the wrong character for that, man. It's not that it's the wrong character, because, yeah, I like, if we take this character, if we take him as the, as the Luke version of a much cooler character eventually. And with a voice that nasally, he has to be. Yeah, and, and one, and one day he's gonna be like a, a craggly faced old, um, he's gonna be taking off his sunglasses. And he goes, yeah! You know? He's gonna <laughs> yeah. become David Carradine one day. Maybe. Starkiller could have totally pulled off a poncho. Caruso. Caruso, thank you. Wait, who's Carradine? Uh, David Carradine. David Carradine. Was no. Kung Fu. Kung Fu yeah, the Legend yeah. Continues. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, he feels like, right now, he feels like a character who's gonna become interesting in like three games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. But it's a single player Star Wars game! It's a single player Star Wars game from EA, and I am like, in thank goodness for that, but, in a year that gave me Death Stranding, and Sekiro, and Days Gone, which I still say is a good game. Um, I liked it! Yeah, this is, this is the worst of those four. Yeah. It's, but it's, you know, it's, it's okay in the same way that Guacamelee 2 was okay, but just not as good as the first one. I don't regret the money I spent on it, and that's I'm it. gonna go back to it. I will finish it. Once I'm done with Death Stranding. And it is AAA, but having played it, going from this AAA to Death Stranding. Yeah. Really establishes that if Death Stranding is not a 10 out of 10 on the AAA scale, or if, or if, if the Star Wars game is a AAA, which I'm prepared to say it is, uh, Death Stranding. Respawn made it. How is that not AAA? Exactly. Death Stranding is more like an 11 out of 10. <laughs> in so many no but in in certain measurable directions I will and play Death Stranding eventually by that I mean going from Death Stranding into Star Wars the animation in Star Wars is shockingly shitty and the animation in Star Wars is not shitty is it Alex it's okay it's okay it's not bad uh, uh, some people really hate his walking cycle and yeah I kind of mm, see it I don't mind it that much he, but, he does like some of his pointing his like his hands forward kind of like Tom Cruise it's kind of goofy but going back into, but then returning to Death Stranding from it, it is like suddenly my suspension of disbelief in Death Stranding is like kind of destroyed or, or is kind of, um, my suspension of disbelief yeah, no, is I, much I easier the, in Death Stranding. The Mads Mickelson's happy birthday thing. He is that yeah. presence. Frankly, I skipped it. I skipped it. I, and I did see it. What, did I see it on my birthday? No. I don't think mm. I did. But I, Nicholson I, is not phoning this shit in. No, he's not. Like, and the entire cast, the only pr- person in the cast who is phoning it in is the girl who was in uh, Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. Who? Uh, is she wait, the one with the bugs? Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh, remind me, who's in that? We're talking about the most recent oh, the Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino movie? movie? Yeah. Yeah. You saw it? Uh, some of it. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember the brunette who was part of the Manson clan? Oh, okay, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, that is Mama. I believe. Right, and she's bedridden? No. In Death Stranding? No. No. 
No, don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. She's a character. She's okay. a character in a Hideo Kojima game, and that means that she's often required to talk to you about over the codec and explain what shit is. Oh, God. And you can really tell that this actor does not give a shit. About reading this dictionary? I don't think she should. <laughs> um, no, no, no. This is an important part of these games. It the is. Codec, the codec hey, conversations But have you frank- said yourself that the writing is not good. It's not, but the codec conversations are still important, and oh, she yeah. does a terrible job. And, okay, <clears throat> Now, so the, the, the presentation, the visual presentation in Death Stranding is, is pretty astounding a lot of the times when, when it's just you walking around the environment. The environment is stunning. The animations on Sam are peerless. Like they are literally, I, I can't think of a game that does kind of procedural walking better than this. And you know, fucking walking, who cares? I don't know. There's something that makes it tangible and really invests you in it. Well, you're doing a lot of it. They better make it look good. They do. They make it look <laughs> perfect. Like, it looks incredible. Every stumble looks real and desperate and incredible. It's, it's remarkable. Um, and yeah, so I, I think, was I emailing you guys about that horrible quest? Which one? Yes. Oh, okay. about the guy that doesn't want to leave his, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You end up skipping the entire cutscene because you're like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so I, I emailed, I emailed the gentleman because I happened upon, uh, a, a series of stories in Death Stranding. Where the that was hampered by acting so terrible oh, God. <laughs> that I literally couldn't stand it, and I hit the share button after this woman's speech. Oh. <laughs> it was it was that bad that I hit the share button just to maybe if I did a video review of Death Stranding, I'd say this is how bad it gets. <laughs> I could just <laughs> drop this in here with no other explanation. And um, and so for, for the listener. Uh, you're going around, you know, you're, you're going to prepper shelters, you're going to large distribution centers, and you're trying to hook them up to the internet of the future, basically. And you go to this one guy who's got like a, a follow shelter, and you deliver him some stuff that the movie director wanted you to deliver to the guy, we'll call him the Junker. And the Junker, like, comes over the radio of his, of his shelter, because you never actually meet these people. You put the gear into like an elevator that comes up, and it pulls down, and then a hologram of them walks up and says, thanks for the shit, goodbye. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So this guy, so instead of a, this guy saying thanks for the shit goodbye, what happens is you see a lovely young Japanese woman, I think she's Japanese, kind of dancing by herself and looking, oh, you know what it's like? It's like that scene at the beginning of Bioshock Infinite when Elizabeth is dancing around and dreaming of Paris and holding the picture of Paris to her chest and All thinking right. of the future and having the Disney princess in the tower moment. And then that disappears and the hologram of the guy walks up and says, you're a fucking asshole, and anyone who delivers packages are assholes because I blame you guys for what terrorists did. Fair. That's his whole sure. thing. That's his whole that, thing. That, Why okay, not? That's no, the character. No, because, okay. because the character, because the terrorists are trying to make sure that everything stays kind of crazy, and Bridges is trying to bring back peace to the world, so you're just, you just stirred up the terrorists, and that's why they killed my girl with that explosion. Uh-huh. Okay. So then Fragile, another character, uh, comes over the radio and says, you know, uh, his girl's actually not dead. She did not die in the explosion. She's at a shelter nearby. She left him because he's an asshole. Yeah, that was my theory as well. And, uh, That'd and be more interesting. <laughs> and, and I don't really care about that. <laughs> like, I don't care about this guy. <laughs> I hate this guy just because of his stupid reasoning. But I figure he's probably got some interesting gear if I kind of unlock his loyalty. Because that is how you get gear in the game. And that's how you improve your gears by improving your relationship with the various survivors. And uh, so I... Communist. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I do some missions with him, and then Fragile comes over the radio and says, okay, look, I'm just going to tell him about his girlfriend. <laughs> and so he says, okay, I've got a delivery for you. I want you to take this hourglass to where Fragile says my girl is. And this is where it gets even worse. <laughs> so I make my way, I make my way <laughs> to where, to where his girl is. And I, I, I get, I get to the shelter. Um, the hol- I drop the thing down the chute. The hologram pops up. It is a middle-aged white woman. <laughs> the middle-aged white woman proceeds, uh, or doesn't seem to have any interest in what the hourglass is, as far as I recall. And just, you know, thanks very much for your time. Have a good one. And then the, uh, the door to the shelter opens. And the girl that I keep seeing every time I try to deliver something to the junk guy comes out of the shelter. A real person actually lived in the shelter. I had never seen that before. I was convinced that everyone was actually AI, and that was going to be the big twist at the end of the game. I was literally convinced. That'd be a pretty cool. That, twist, that wouldn't be. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of hyped for it actually. Anyway, so the girl. So, but, but, so imagine my disappointment then when the door opens and the girl comes out. Oh, people are real. Oh. I know. Imagine my disappointment doubly when this woman begins speaking in. I mean, you could say heavily, heavily accent in English. Yeah. Oh no, English. But, well, yeah, yeah, that's English, like yeah. she, she did have a, an incredibly thick accent to the point that like R's, L's are R's and all that jazz. Yeah. And she was trying really, really hard in the same way that Akumi Nakamura was trying really, really hard at E3. But Akumi Nakamura trying really hard at E3 was incredibly endearing. This woman trying really hard in the middle of an otherwise pretty damn good game was Fucking insufferable. <laughs> and why, it, you know what it was like? It was like going to the theater and the person you're suddenly subjected to, you're, you know, they are sleeping with someone or blackmailing someone. <laughs> like, so, or, or they're someone's daughter. They're like the daughter of the person who owns the theater, the theater or something. Like something has gone wrong that this person is on stage. And why did I pay money for this? It felt, it, that's how it felt. Like, I want to know what this person's story is, why she's in this game. I feel like maybe she's like a pop idol and Koji, like Kojima really liked one of her songs. So he insisted he, she have this big part. I mean, Conan oh, O'Brien's in there. Who knows? I'm actually, and, and Conan, yeah, Conan's part gets, goes on for a little long too. <laughs> goes no. on a little too long. Jeez. I'll be honest. Sounds like the whole game goes on a little long. Well, maybe. So, anyway, so uh, the guy says if you bring her, if you deliver that item, she will insist on coming back. And the girl then tells you that she always knew that her mother didn't approve of the guy, but she never thought that she would lie about the guy and say that the guy had died in the explosion. So the woman who who was the hologram was apparently, who spoke perfect English, apparently the mother of the woman who can't really speak English. So, at this point, exactly as the guy had predicted, she insisted that I take her back to the guy. So she wraps herself up kind of like a mummy, and uh, and I pick her up on my back, and I hightail it across, you know, the primordial landscape to deliver her to the asshole who hates me. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, bring her down, lay her down inside the shelter, the door opens up, the guy comes out. The guy is a real guy, too. That's kind of <laughs> unfortunate. He comes over and he reaches out a, a hand to the girl and he touches her on the cheek and thus begins a, what I can only assume was an hour and a half long cutscene. I didn't last more than the next 10 seconds. I skipped that shit because it then went into another cutscene 
where <laughs> the girl admonishes the guy that he's not just a junk dealer. Uh, he's a be- he's a brilliant engineer. And then I unlocked a, a cool running apparatus. But the story was so bad. The acting on that woman was so bad. So bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, thank you. And yet, only, like 50, you, only 50 more hours to go, man. Yeah, exactly. How much more of that are you going to be able to take? Okay, but that was that was an outlier. There was not any other story in the game okay. that uh, kind of insisted upon itself to the degree that this one did, and uh, and like this has never happened. That's why it stood out. It stood out first of all because of how blatantly terrible that the female actor was, how much you hated the junk dealer initially, and now that I've established this relationship with them, where I got these two crazy kids together, I really like making the run from the Southern Distribution Center to them because uh, I have to go around to BT area and I know it very well and not only that but now I got all these uh, grenade pouches on my backpack I can I can walk up to one of these giant porpoise BTs like fucking Clint Eastwood I'm loving Brilliant. kicking the shit out of these things and when you kick the shit out of them they suddenly freeze and they're they're their oil body like crystallizes into these this gold crystal called chiral crystal and it shatters and all flows up into the air and where they died is suddenly like a flower bed of these crystals and the crystals are the most important um money in the game <laughs> so yeah that's the thing i hate them and i love doing that run for them i love building that relationship it's weird it's weird man so speaking of people phoning things in yeah after party is the next game by the crew that did uh oxen free uh, yes yeah. oxen free thank you and Octopus was okay. I mean, it actually had some pretty interesting, pretty cleverish writing. I like the story about the kind of dimensions and time intruding things like that. Um, this one is you have two characters that you play, and it opens with them being at a party. And these are two incredibly like nerdy characters. It's just it's the last day of college. There's a graduation party. They're at this party. They barely know anybody. They're there just because. They are trying to make some sort of connection with human beings before it's done. And as the party gets worse and worse for them, uh, like the walls of the thing fall down and demons walk in. They say, oh, they think they're so alive. That's hilarious. It turns out that they've been dead this whole time and they're in hell now. And one of the first side effects of going to hell is you forget most of what you did when you were alive. It's kind of like being oh, born, yeah. they said, how you don't remember what you did when you were an infant because your brain is making space for more things. Well, once you die and go to hell, you need to let go of everything else because you have an eternity of suffering ahead of you. <clears throat> and, oh. and, that's, and that's that's the opener for this game. Yeah. But it's never dark. It's actually fairly... I mean, it's funny most of the time because it's a pretty relatively serious you know, idea, but they're, they're keeping it light. They're keeping it funny. So the whole point is they run into... They, okay, the way hell works is that the demons work like 9 to 5, torturing you people. Between 5 p.m. and 9 a.m., everybody gets along. Everybody's free to do what they want. Nobody talks about work. People hang out together. They go get drunk. So between, between 5 p.m. and like 8 or 9 in the morning, it's just, it's not a bad place. But come 9 a.m., you're getting poles shoved up your ass for like 8 hours. So the, the whole game takes place in the off hours. So the two main characters are there for sentencing. So they're, they're like, so it's also they're ready like to get a, it's sentenced. also like a metaphor for office work. Pretty much, yeah. So they're they're there no, for I like sentencing. I work in an office. Like that's what it, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I'm telling, exactly you, I'm telling you. That's what it is. So yeah, they're 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 like there for sentencing and they're in a cage and and the guy's about to process them and then there's literally like a bell that rings like a, or, or or those old Looney Tunes cartoons where someone pulls and there's a, like a horn that goes off. 
And he's like, your sentence is, you will find out tomorrow. The cage goes up, everybody leaves. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? They're like, now listen, go explore. You have until tomorrow to explore hell. Go on. <laughs> so they start wandering around and they run into Ashley Birch. And this is the first time Ashley Birch has phoned in a performance. Oh, so no. Ashley Birch, Ashley Birch is a character or Ashley Birch the Ash- person? Ashley Birch is a character. Ashley Birch is playing okay. a demon cabbie who drives this cab boat on the River Styx because oh. hell was actually divided up into different islands all floating in the River Styx. And Ashley Birch phones it in. Yeah. yeah. She's just Birch. playing herself. Hmm. Which is off. That's not terrible, but it's like, come on. I mean, we've heard that you can do really cool things between Tiny Tina and Aloy and everything else she's done. She's nominated for uh, Outer Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so that was a crazy character in Outer Worlds. It yeah. was. That's kind of the character. But she she sold the kind of insecurity really well. Yeah. But in this one, she's just she's just playing herself. She's reading the lines of playing herself. Oh. So she lets the two characters in on the idea that if if you beat the devil in a drinking contest. He will let you go back to heaven. So they go to his house, and the devil, every night, throws a house party. But you need to be on the list. So there's the first fetch quest. You have to do a favor for somebody to get on the list. You get on the list, you get into the devil's party. And the devil's like, yeah, sure. We can do this, but you got to do this and this for me. And he wants you to go out and beat two of the other, um, I think, monarchs or, or, or his siblings, basically. People who are still... People who used to be angels who are, who are demons now um, beat them in drinking contests. One of them is Apollyon, and you call she's called Polly, and she's like the judge. And then and the other one was Asmodeus, who wears a sombrero and just likes to dance. Uh, and so you do that, and you get back, and you realize that, you, you, at least you think when you're dealing with Apollyon, that Polly is, is kind of working on a coup to take over, because hell is not being run well. Hell, the devil is not doing, they call him Luke. Luke is not doing his work. It's all fallen on, 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 um, not Beelzebub. It's all fallen on, on one of the other demons to get all the work done. It's, it's not doing well. Nobody's enjoying as much as they used to. Everybody's drinking too much. And it, 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 the longer you play, you realize that this whole game is actually more about the devil's drinking problem than it is about anything else. Mm-hmm. Because the coup is not a coup. It's an intervention. <laughs> so, spoilers for After Party. That's a nice turn. You finish all your stuff, and you get to the devil. And you, you Even after you finish what he does, the devil's like, you got to have friends. It's, it's a team drinking game. So you, you go and find your friends, and, and you bring them back. And right as you're about to start, all the other demons kind of pop in, and it turns out that the Ashley Birch character is the devil's sister. I'm sorry, she, she the devil is his brother. Her brother. Anyway, they're siblings. So they all show up and they're they're basically it's an intervention. They're trying to convince the devil that he has a drinking problem. And it's heartbreaking because they've actually done a, a pretty good job of making Lucifer a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Talking about how, you know, he rebelled against dad just because he was trying to do his own thing and dad was like, uh uh-uh. uh. And kicked him out. And they, they, they referred to God as dad over and over and over again. And, and it, it made, it made him a sympathetic character. You got, I mean, everybody else is normal size. The devil's like 16 feet tall walking around and parties. And then every once in a while he just falls in his face, just <laughs> and gets up because he's drunk all the time. <laughs> so in the end, you have a decision to make. 
the devil spirits you away to an area in between worlds, which no one can get to but him and dad. And it's there as kind of a building area. When 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 God made the universe, He built it in this area. So it's 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 literally it's just it's the two characters and the devil at a table. And you have the drinking game, and He says, "Okay, we're going to start." And you have the option to beat him, or to not play, because you realize that He needs help. And the other side part of this is that you kind of realize that the two of them, you know, no one really will tells them why they belong in hell. But the devil says, what did you do to not belong here? And they didn't have an answer. So they kind of come to terms with, okay, hell is where we're supposed to be. Maybe we can do something to make this place not so terrible and to run a little bit better. So that's the route I took. I didn't play. Congratulations. You made hell more efficient. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't play. That sounds like people are just going to get tortured for more hours a day. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Well, um, I mean, and, and that's that's the twist at the end is that, that the female character becomes a judge uh, to to try souls who may or may not have been sent there. Um, inadvertently or incorrectly, the guy—it's not definitely clear—but they're they're in a bar, and then they're talking about, yeah, I heard the devil, you know, fell off the wagon, but he's got a support system now. Things are supposed to be doing better, and then the Ashley Birch character crashes her cab through the wall, and she starts breaking the fourth wall about, hey, I got another thing for you to do. It's gonna look a little better about this one, probably be a little bit more to do. Um, some more questions, some more quests, but you got to do it tonight. Are you ready? And the guy's like, yeah, this place fucking sucks. Let's go. So, <laughs> it was. It's, I don't know if it's as I'm not ready to call it good because it's it's you really are just listening to people. Sweet, talk that's for that's just like setting hours. up a sequel or basically yeah, yeah. It's setting up a sequel. Oh, okay. It's totally setting up a sequel. Um, the other ending is you do get out, oh. and he lets you out, and you actually take some demons with you, which is kind of funny because I, I found the other ending online. Uh, so it, it's if you've ever seen it on a discount and you, and you got like three four hours to kill, there are is some interesting performances, some interesting ideas. There's some funny moments in there. Uh, Apollyon is a good character. Beelzebub was good. The devil, I don't know who they got to do the devil. I should look it up. He had a great base, like what you'd expect. And then he'd like hiccup once in a while. So, but if you want a game about hell, it's actually about an inter- intervention for the devil's drinking problem. There you go. Not what I was expecting. I, um, okay. Alex, you have played Children of Morta. I have. Ah. And didn't think much of it. I did not enjoy it, no. And I, I, uh, it came out on Switch yesterday, I think. So I picked it up. Mm-hmm. And I've put, uh, I don't know, maybe. Oh, an that's hour. Dave Fenoy as Satan. Ah, no. okay. I think it's also I know that uh, name. Lee. Yeah. Was he Lee is there? Yeah. That's why I recognized that it. Lee Everett. Okay. There we go. All right. There we go. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, I picked it up last night, and I, uh, I think I immediately feel what you're saying with it. Yeah, I thought Diablo three was a better game, and this doesn't control well with one person. That's the thing is it it I didn't expect it to feel like Diablo. I was hoping it was going to feel more like a Hyperlight Drifter. Nah, not Hyperlight no. Drifter. No, it feels like it's trying to be Diablo, but it doesn't mm-hmm. play like Diablo, or it, as well, or as well. And and so yeah, it's like sorry, um, man. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna keep checking it out because it's it's as if the. I like the setting a lot. I the love pixel art's gorgeous. I love the setting, and unlike you, I'm actually quite enjoying the story presentation so far. I like it. Uh, but to me, it's like uh, you can enjoy this wonderful pixel art and animation and setting mm-hmm. if you're prepared to deal with a shittier Diablo. <laughs> 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 that's that's the trade it's offering. And it kicks you when you're down. Yeah, and there's the but right now there's nothing else I'm more interested in on Switch. I have the uh, like Luigi's Mansion three. I'm not interested. Hey, if I could just flip that out on my phone, 
like a lunch break. I, exactly. I'd probably enjoy it a lot more too. Exactly. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little bit more time into it. We'll see. But well, I'm gonna sit down and play a capital G game. I'm I'm, I'm gonna do that Star Wars thingy. Well, uh, there's one there's one other point I want to make about Death Stranding, mm. and it's one that I keep on forgetting to make, and it's about inventory management. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> De- Death Stranding is a game of a bunch of little menus uh, when you're not walking around, and and I rem- and I keep on saying suggesting that there's something about this game that's like better than just like a normal AAA. It's it's better than you expect um, in kind of every direction. It always surprises me that how thoughtful this game is. And when I when the first I don't know probably ten hours I was playing this game. It always bugged me as I went through inventory selection that confirm. So like once you've, okay, I want this thing on this shoulder. I want this thing on that shoulder. I want this thing on my back. I want this thing above that. I want this thing in the vehicle. I want this thing strapped over here. I want this grenade here. I want this blood pack in this med pouch. After you figure all that out, you have to go down, 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 down to hit confirm. The confirm option is at the very bottom. And then, uh, after a couple hours, I figured out that if you just press right on the D-pad, it will default to the bottom of uh, whichever section you're currently on. So it'll go from, you know, your, the truck down to the torso, down to the this, down to that, down to confirm. So you can kind of skip ahead. And Death Stranding is a game where a lot of the times it will use a button hold instead of a press to achieve something. Like if I want to pick up those crystals that a monster leaves when you kill it, it's a hold. It's a hold of the square button to pick it up. After like six fucking hours with the game, I realized that the confirm at the bottom of an inventory screen has a circle around it the same way that pickup has a circle around it to show that if no matter where I am in the process, I can just go here, 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 hold the button, we're out. That's confirmed. Just hold the button. It's, it was there the whole fucking time and it was brilliant and it makes, it's a massive shortcut. And it Uh, didn't tell you. It, well, no, I didn't notice. I didn't look at it. Mm, okay. I never looked okay. at it. And then when I looked at it, I immediately understood what it was telling me. But I never really looked at it. And that's just that's just an example of the design of the game where it's really, it is both exactly what it wants to be and very thoughtful of what the player might want. Another good example, Hideo Kojima is known for his incredible long-winded cutscenes. And one of the beautiful things about this game is when I go down an elevator, there's a cutscene of me going down an elevator. If I have a, if I have a vehicle with me, there's a little cutscene of my vehicle being attended to by repair bots. Uh, then there's a cutscene of me sleeping on the bed. Then there's a cutscene of me waking up. If I want to go pee, there's a cutscene for that. And that's, you know, kind of torturous if you don't want to watch all that shit. And you can skip it all. So it does everything to the nth degree, and it's thoughtful of how the player wants to negotiate negotiate that. I really appreciate it. At least it makes it, lets you skip exactly hour long exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it's it's dedicated to doing its own thing. It's thoughtful that you may not want to <laughs> deal with that. So you're saying it's better than Red Dead Redemption Two? Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you know when you when you arrange all that stuff, it doesn't say, "Hey, no, that the the, the place you put stuff, you were wrong." No, yeah, you can't put do it, it that back. Way. Yeah, yeah. Now it does, you have your it doesn't, pistols. It doesn't Fuck move you. shit. It doesn't move shit on you. <laughs> all right, all right. And I'm done with death training for this week. Yeah. So speaking of things to do with your switch, mm. I oh, are we not going to talk about Half Life Two and a Half? Oh, that'll be news. We're, we're going to get the news. The news. Speaking of things to do with your switch, I submit that astral astral chain is some hot shit. Really good yes. hot shit. Good hot shit. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. It is platinum 
when they're doing things correctly. Not the bad platinum, because platinum is not a guarantee. They sober up in between games. Yes. This is Every platinum that... Would you go so far as to say that this is Bayonetta quality platinum? No. Oh. This is oh, Metal Gear okay. Rising quality platinum. Oh, I do like that platinum as well. Yes. There's now, one I, more I, word in that title, and we don't have to say it. I, 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 it's, it's not a real word. Stupid. It's not a real word. Vengeance. It's not. Fuck it. I said it. And and the difference there is that Bayonetta's combat is incredibly deep. Mm-hmm. This is not that deep. This is more like Metal Gear Rising deep. Well, that's still fun. It's still fun. No, I love it. I love it because you've got your character, right? And he's got relatively simple attacks. You've got a weapon that changes into three different things, like a baton and a big old claymore, and it turns into a gun. But you also have your legion they're called and uh, their legion is on a leash because the legions are actually captured from the astral plane because they're the only things that can see the beasties coming in from the astral plane to fight back against them and in the beginning you're new to this they discovered you're really good at it and you're added to a team where there's five people who all have legions so you're out there fighting with the legions and and the legions are always they're just barely in control because they're they're literally on a leash and they don't necessarily want to be there but you can kind of direct them your character is somehow better at it and is actually kind of merged with the Legion so they actually are, can do better moves. So as you're fighting, like you say you end a combo, you can hit the left trigger, LZ, when the screen flashes, and then the Legion will come in and bounce the enemy up in the air, and you can continue your combo. And you hit him again, and you can maybe get another special attack on there. The chain between you and the Legion is physically in the world, so you can use it to wrap around guys and tie them up and attack them for a while. If there's guys with like a a dashing attack, you can trip them with the chain, and it's hilarious because it bounces them back and you go and attack them some more. The Legions themselves level up, as you would expect. You kind of gain experience. You can They got a skill tree in there. Um, I did say legions because right at the beginning of the game, everybody loses their legion except for you. And what's funny is, is the ones who escape are super pissed and are hunting down the members of your team who had them on a, on a leash beforehand. So you end That's up having awesome. to kind of defeat them and tame them again. And now you're the player character has, I have three now and I'll have all five eventually to choose between and they have different abilities like there's a sword one and a bow one and, and I grab one that's just arms that's just strong so it's kind of different archetypes for that you can equip different like the, 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 there are different attacks special attacks on the legions you can equip different little, little I don't know what the crystals in there that give you different bonuses so there's a fair amount of customization when the combat is happening it is hype shit it looks good it, it, I'm not saying it looks good for a Switch game it looks good it's a good looking game mm. but about half of the game is more slow paced investigative exploration so world building I mentioned it to you and you're like you think, reviews you had said there was too much world building I think there's actually just enough world building it's like half and half you spend half your time kind of exploring the environment doing side missions for people you know you're cops. You're basically trying to do some light investigation, trying to figure out where to go next, what to do next. Then you get to where you're supposed to go, and all hell breaks loose. So I don't mind the slow, fast, slow feel of the game. It, it kind of makes the, the, the actual combat more poignant. Um, it is very Japanese, so there's some quirky humor, and for no reason at all, the female version of the main character is wearing hot pants. When every you, other female are you character playing the female version? No, I'm playing oh. the male version. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm playing the dude. 
Um, and the female version does all the talking. The dudes the sound. And you don't. All, you yourself do not have hot pants. No, you don't. And, and that's not even an option. I couldn't put hot pants on if I wanted. So to. wait, if I if I were to play the game and play as the female version, then my brother would go around doing all the talking for me. Yes. Oh. What? Yeah. The protagonist is silent. If the player character is silent, the other sibling is the one who does the talking. That's some other weird shit. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Um, but it's it's fun. I sit down, and and the other the other day I sat down. It was like I lost like three and a half hours. I I got up. My goddamn my legs hurt because I didn't move. It's it's just it's not the deepest game in the world, but it's it's no, kind no, of no, it's, it's got you. The, it's a pure. It, there, there's a good. Platinum games, when the combat is good, have a, just a good feel to them. Mm-hmm. And they're not always the same. Metal Gear Rising is not the same as Bayonetta. Bayonetta's better, obviously, but they both feel good. It's not the shitty Platinum mm-hmm. that, that they've made some games for. This is good Platinum. And it's on your Switch. So it's... I'm I'm having fun with it. And the, and the really thing is, is because I'm a nerd and I keep track of like all my all the Metacritic scores of everything I've played this year... I had no idea this was reviewed as well as it was. Oh. Yeah, it was. People liked it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yes. Um, I, I actually checked as you talked about them. Man of Medan, 70. What was the second one? After Party. 75. This was yeah. 87. Yep. Yep. So I, I just, I was not expecting it. I was not expecting to like just get sucked in immediately. Like the opening scene, the opening scene is you on this Tron looking motorcycle, dodging cars, shooting flying guys, going off big old jumps, kind of like the crazy parts of Bayonetta or Bayonetta 2 when you're on top of a plane. So it knows when it needs to go crazy and then it quiets down. And then this giant ass boss comes in and you have to fight and then it quiets down. So it's speaking oh, of good. Alex, do you remember what Jedi Fallen Order opens with? Uh, yeah. Uh, junking shit. Yeah, but the music. Do you remember the music? Uh, no, but I, the score in that game is nuts. The score is we nuts. We haven't talked about it enough. But in the same way, like, you can hear a Cantina song and know that it's a Star Wars Cantina song, <laughs> this was like a rock song. This was like a... I don't know how to put it, other than other than a rock song, but clearly a Star Wars rock song. Right, yeah. Yeah, as you zoomed through the uh as you zoomed through these scrap yards towards where It was seamless. Yeah, it was it was in a really, really cool choice to kind of put you in an attitude and which is then immediately lost when you start actually playing the game. Yeah, but then <laughs> there was that one more moment when you first get into that first Jedi temple and the force name flows in. Yeah. It's just, no, no it's got nailed that. It's got great moments. It's got great it moments. It does. But I was thinking about, like, that, I thought that song was great, and it actually hyped me a lot for the game, and then the game didn't really deliver that hard. Unlike, yeah. do you remember that kind of, kind of shitty light rock song at the beginning of uh, Spider-Man? It was like, and I feel yeah. so good. Like, not a great song, but it still kind of got you it hyped. And then the game immediately delivered, because now we're swinging, mm-hmm. like, immediately. Yeah. Anyway. So, one last point about Astral Chain, I'll have you know that I am playing it at the highest available difficulty level. What? Why would you do that? Because it's sad. The difficulty levels are like, the first one's like story mode. The bear mm-hmm. combat's very well. And the second one's like easy. And the third one is called the, like the platinum choice or the platinum direct or something like that. It's like, this is the one that this is what they want you to play. And it, this, it's mm-hmm. the one where they actually are grading your performance like a platinum game normally would do. Oh, okay. So that's the one I've chosen. That is the one I, I mean, play too. It's 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 the correct one because if any of the easier ones it would have been too easy. I've only died a couple of times, um, but it's it's fun. I will I will absolutely okay, finish it. I gotta say you've sold me on it. It's good. It's good it. times. I mean there there are. I just I spent about half of last night running through like this this open mall area, 
kind of exploring and talking to people and doing things. And then I went to the other part of the mall area and I was fighting giant ass tentacles coming out of the walls. So I actually, um, I purged my, my physical switch library a bit the other day. Ooh. I know. And I don't get rid of games ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. This is strange. But my younger brother had petitioned his, uh, his wife for a switch for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so she came to me to discuss this and I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, so well, I can help him out a little bit. Here. So I, I told her exactly what to buy, and I told her uh, exactly what she's going to need, and I gave her like two hundred bucks towards buying the console, and then I gave her um, Zelda, mm-hmm. um, Super Mario Kart, oh, sorry, Mario Kart Eight, mm-hmm. and Bayonetta Two, mm-hmm. and then I instructed okay. her to go buy him Odyssey, uh, and then he comes over and he says, "So do you know how account sharing on Switch works?" I go, "No," and so he told me. And so now he's got all my digital games. <laughs> and, and, uh, and yeah, like it is, it is really not too bad on Switch. Like I can have it running on like 10 different platforms or consoles apparently. Wow. Okay. With my account. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of, kind of, I'm just, I'm just kind of jazzed that he's like console gaming again because he was a Steam guy for years, years and years and years. Speaking of Steam, is it time for headlines? Might be. Headlines. <clears throat> It's been two days since the Google Stadia launch, and Google are proud to announce that everyone who pre-ordered the service in June have received their access codes. It's been two days, by the way, so it took two days. Codes are, or Google are now addressing pre-orders made in July. Now, once those all go out, they'll start looking at everyone else. <laughs> so, two things with that. The first is I saw some video of someone attempting to play Samurai Showdown online. Okay. Now, Samurai Showdown already has shit netcode. Mm-hmm. Playing it on the Stadia, it would, like, stop and then jump around and then, like, go back to the title screen and sync and then go back again. And it was just unbelievable. It was awful, unplayable. My favorite Stadia thing was a guy looking at looking at the camera, and the camera can see what's on screen and it can see his hand. The guy reaches out and jams the space bar. Mm-hmm. And two seconds later, the character jumps on the screen. I also saw reports that the, um, the the Google thing that plugs into the back of the TV that you can run it off of, okay. overheating. Oh, my God. And and then the people were quick to come out and say, well, this isn't necessarily new to, this, to using with the Stadia. It's just that when you're running them hard for multiple hours, they overheat. I'm like, well, that's what people who play video games do. Yeah. We will sit for three hours and play something. Yeah, and I keep on seeing ads. Like, I, I, um, I'm watching my, or I'm listening to my YouTube music at work, and I keep on seeing ads with the guy from James Corden's band, the guy with massive oh, hair. Oh, Reggie Watts. Yeah, Reggie Watts. Reggie Watts is signed up to do publicity for Stadia, I guess. And, uh, I, and I keep on seeing ads with Reggie Watts where he's telling you, Stadia, it's uh, the way, it's everywhere you want to play, or every way you want to play, or something like that. Oh, no. First of all, no, it's not, Reggie. Second... Mm-hmm. They've got a list of like 21 games at launch. Mm-hmm. There's 21 games, and half of them are from like five years ago. Yeah, you probably should have like, stayed with Comedy Bang Bang too, Reggie. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if, there's like one exclusive. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, there's there's one exclusive. I don't remember what it was. I didn't really care. Yeah, I, I haven't certainly haven't heard anyone the ones I care about. I've heard about more games for Apple Arcade that I'm jealous of. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm not not getting one. I'm just not not interested. But I could see I could see the technology working one day when we're all running on a chiral network like in Death Stranding, mm-hmm. like where where information and physical media is transmitted through the afterlife and is thus in, is thus there instantaneously. Sure, one day this kind of technology will work. And if you're the company that's been doing it the longest and you're the best at it, if you're the Netflix of it, yeah, it's going to be massive. Now, I have also heard theories that that would absolutely be the death bell for uh, indie publishing as we see it now and indie developers, which I would hate. I would fucking hate. Uh, so I don't know if I want that, but I know that Google is, has the vision and the pockets to make a commitment that long in advance. And they may just kind of be a loss leader on this for decades if they just choose to. What's interesting is there's, there's a saying in the IT networking world of never underestimate the bandwidth of a pickup truck full of hard drives on the highway. <laughs> Meaning okay. that the most technologically advanced way of doing things is not always the most efficient. If you need to move, you know, hundreds of terabytes of data, it's faster to throw the hard drives on a talk truck and drive it than it is to transfer it over the network. Ooh. So, sure, you can. But hang on, hang on. Tell me that it. phrase again. I love that. It's it never underestimate the bandwidth of a truck full of hardware, a truck full of hard drives on the highway. Never underestimate the bandwidth of a truck full truck of full hard of hard drives on the highway. Yeah. That, that is a wonderful way Or a station way of wagon full of hard drives, or whatever you want, ex- no, whatever, whatever vehicle you want to use, because you can you can physically you can just fill it all up, yeah. and drive it, and it'll get the data will get where you want to get it faster than if you pushed it over the network. A thousand terabytes per hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god! Brilliant. And it, it's it just it just the, the most technically advanced way of doing things is not always the best way. But well, and, with America's infrastructure, and it's okay, true. so so <laughs> so this is definitely very technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. It is not interesting to me. The library is certainly not interesting at all. Um, the the quote convenience they're talking about is not the only game I could see working on this. Is a game like Civ, maybe something turn based, turn based stuff. Anything yeah. turn based would be wonderful. Uh, anything action would not. That really sucks, actually. Um, but if Google stick with it and just eat losses for like two decades and keep on oh, building the brand. They'll get it eventually, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe one day. But I'm quite pleased to continue investing in boxes. <laughs> well, good, because they're coming out next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Valve, pardon me, I'm going to burp. You're a pot. But not a, they're, but they're, not a they're, loud they're, one. Wait, we got a burp button now. We got a cough button. We got a burp button. <laughs> <laughs> Valve announced Unlike Roger Stone, your part. <laughs> <laughs> Valve announced Half-Life Alex today, a quote, new full-length entry in the Half-Life series built by Valve for VR. Mm-hmm. It will launch March 2020 and will be compatible with all PC-based VR headsets, not just Valve's own index. They say the game will offer, quote, world exploration, puzzle solving, visceral combat, and an intricately woven story that connects it with all the characters iconic to the Half-Life universe. It takes place between Half-Life 1 and 2. Gentlemen, do we care? No. Not really. No. no. It looks nice. I didn't yeah, There's the no way that it works as well as it looks. The way they're showing it, there's no way. Have they even... Is the index even out? I haven't actually heard of it. I don't think it is. Yeah. I do not I just... It it's nice that Valve's making games again. It's been nine years. Didn't they put out a card game or something? Like a CCG? Those don't count? It totally counts. I mean, I mean, sucked. what was it? Yeah, you're right. They put out a... Uh, Zodiac 
Artifact. It's artifact. Yeah, I, I don't. Anyway, I don't remember what it was. I, I, I see. I, I, I can Portal Two, and that's it. Mm, true. Uh, uh, Valve Index. I feel was, like that's fair. Was announced on April thirtieth. It came out on June twenty eighth. Seriously. Of this year. Wow. And it's okay. backwards compatible with the Vive and. and uh, backwards compatibility with the Vive, Vive Pro. Controllers, HTC Vive, and Vive Pro base stations. So it's already out, but I had not heard about it. Hmm. I had not heard. We'll see the console release on the PlayStation 5 with the new VR headset 2 or whatever it ends up being. I would be interested to know if Sony intends to actually make a, a new virtual headset. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I haven't put mine on in months. I put mine on every time I play Overwatch, but beyond that... Um, yeah, no, I, I never touch it. And every now and then, I think about going back and playing that wonderful uh, Astrobot game. Mm. It's a good game. Or in Moss. Still got Moss. Apparently, Valve's 279 index controllers are the third best-selling thing on Steam. I'm calling bullshit. Mm, well, okay, but they're the third best-selling thing on Steam the day that they announced, announced Half-Life VR. That's also a good point. There, yeah, there's that. <laughs> it could have an impact, is all I'm saying. Um, yeah, but 270 bucks just for the controllers. Okay, but, but the last time... Okay, now, now, this isn't the last game the Valve released. They released that shitty card game, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, but I don't yeah. count that. Yeah, but, but just because we just because it's so shitty we shouldn't count, it doesn't mean it shouldn't count. Like, Devil May Cry 2 fucking happened. Never forget. Devil May Cry 2 fucking happened. And it was horrible. Never played it. Capcom Never created it. it. They released it. They charged money for it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Point being, Valve has not made video games in so long that I don't trust them to do it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, there's no way any of the, any of the stat staff is left. Yeah, agreed. And, like, keep in mind, the last awesome game they made was Portal 2. The Portal yep. 2 devs weren't even their team. It was just like, they weren't, the Portal devs were a college team that they hired, right? Yeah. Well, right. They, it was a bunch of, like, they, like, there was a, p- people that made, like, a painting game that they basically just, we're gonna buy this and put it in Portal 2. What do you think? And they're like, fine. No, no, no. I'm talking about the original Portal. Oh, the original Portal. Yeah, I know. It was, a, it was basically a mod that, like, yeah, we want this. Exactly. Can exactly. you make us, here's a little more money, make a story around it. Mm hmm. And they just made, pulled a rabbit out of that hat. Mm-hmm. Now, I do, I do recall a bunch of people were, uh, were hired by Valve and had on their, hang on, I think it was called Of the Gods or something like that. I can, but I can find it. It might take me a second to go back through my gear here. Battle Royale. The better question is, does anybody remember the stories of Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2 anymore? It doesn't really matter. There's not much there. Well, I know, but it's supposed to take place between the two uh, of them. Valley of the Gods. A bunch of people were working at Valve, um, and they they had on their public profiles uh, art director for in for the Valley of the Gods at Valve, making in the Valley of the Gods at Valve, uh, making in the Valley of Gods at Valve, like, and then they took that off their, um, they took that off their public profiles when the VR thing was announced today. Huh. Interesting. Eh? So maybe whatever that was going to be turned into this, just like Portal, hmm. or. Uh, maybe now they're going back to work on it. Who knows? Or maybe Valley of the Gods was canceled outright. There you go. Could be. So will Half-Life Alex go to Niflheim? <laughs> Is that the name of the city? 
I don't. Did, any, I did don't, I get it right? Don't ask me to. Like, wasn't it? Weren't they called like City Seventeen and City Eighteen? No, yeah, no, no. Numbers. But there, there's a whole chapter we do not go to. Whatever. Ravenholm. To, Ravenholm. 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 Yes, yeah, yeah. we do not go to Ravenholm. Niflheim. What the fuck? Niflheim is? sounds that's, like one of the uh, worlds that's, of God of War. That's God of War. Yeah. That is God of War. Thank you. I don't go there either. Yeah, well, we technically, we, it's a Norse realm. Yeah. I don't know. We do not go to. We, we not go. We do not go to Ravenholm. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. Except, yeah, for, except for the most memorable part. Of the game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember the head crabs? There's yeah. so many head crabs. <laughs> but the thing is, okay, now for the listener, if the listener is younger than, let's say, 30. <laughs> <laughs> Which no one here is. Now, uh, you, I know, I know, I know, but there are people, there are people out there who don't remember what it was like to play a first person shooter where uh, the non-player characters didn't look you in the eye. Like, when, when you walk around in a first-person shooter nowadays, NPCs react to you, they talk to you, they flesh out the story through conversations with you, and that's, you know, that's how things go, because that's how life goes. That seems totally normal. Once upon a time, that was incredibly novel, mm-hmm. and the company that introduced you to that way of doing things was called Valve, and they did it with a game called Half-Life. That's why Half Life is held up as, as you know, like a torch, as like a linked, as a um, ocarina of time, because it is a leap forward in design for narrative of a game communicating its narrative to you. That's why Half Life is important, and that's the only reason everyone's talking about this shit today. Because once upon a time, Valve did something brilliant. Well, it's also because remember the hey, we were talking about episodic gaming. Hey, Half Life Two, Episode One. That's why I brought it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> because we never got episode three of of the most famous example of it. Mm-hmm. They just stopped. They just on stopped. A cliffhanger. They just stopped making games, and they just started like, I like I like to imagine they're all just rolling under piles of money. Yeah, no, that was it. Like, now making games would cost all of this, you know. <laughs> it would cost. Yeah. It, well, not yeah. all of it, just some of it. Yeah. No, yeah. all of it. Pretty much all of it. Like maybe a hundred million. That's but I like having a hundred million. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What if we kept it? <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah. What if we just did nothing for like 10 yeah, years? We'll, we'll, we'll have Dota 2. We'll have some things here and there, but those have to make money. And I mean, make money. See, that could be, that could be a legit sketch, Alex. I know. I yeah. feel like you just did that off the cuff, but that was excellent. It was. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was pretty good. No, it's, it's basically what the thought process was. Like, we need to make games and services, but like not, you know, be as like, Obvious about it. Like, I still don't think Team Fortress Two actually made money. I think it's like mostly just people just buying and selling stuff in the game. I guarantee you, those hats made the money. But are they? Can you buy hats physically? Yes. Oh. Yes. Apparently, it is a big deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then trade hats, and then sell hats, and then yeah. So yeah, and but the people who have uh high end pc vrr sets are definitely the people who are hyped for a half life game they are well yeah yeah because they're all over 40 so they remember <laughs> yeah if i had a vr set i would play the shit out of this uh, i would yeah. i would probably check it out if i had a pc vr set but um yeah this this looks great but you know okay every vr every Don't fucking vr it. trailer is bullshots Yep. Every VR trailer is bullshits. Never believe it'll play that well because they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no, I don't believe it. I'm amazed that Valve is still trying to do VR. VR is not going to work until you can put it on like a pair of glasses. Just project it into the room. And, and, and I don't know, like reach out and feel something in your hand because you're wearing like a glove that reacts to your hand. Or I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's how it's got to be. And we're we're a long ways away, and I guess we have to suffer. That's the problem. Like we, we're kind of at a golden age with like. 
uh, HD graphics and so on and so forth, but that is Stone Age shit compared to the holodeck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but man, you're picking stuff up off of shelves, putting bullets and guns. Yeah, and how well is that going to work with no haptic feedback? I know. Exactly. Big, big dreams here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I choose not to believe, but I'm an old cynical man. Uh, Borderlands 3 is free to play this weekend now through November 25th. But if you, that's a fun ass game, but like need, my third favorite this year. You need PS Plus if you're on PS4. Third favorite, where are the other two? Um, honestly, really Sekiro. I'm getting back into it. Yeah, yeah. And was is number one still Civ? Man, that that's not fair. It's a four year old game. I know, but that doesn't mean it's not true. God, I love it so much. Remember what uh, I did with uh, uh, there was there was Dragon's Crown and. Uh, 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 Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Anyway. You're spoiling our December content. <laughs> uh, speaking of Borderland 3's first campaign DLC, Moxie's heist of the handsome jackpot will arrive in December. Yeah, I'm getting that. Of course you Sad are. Sad unseen. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch the trailer. I'm, I'm, I need some more of that game. I need uh, some more Borderlands 3 right the fuck now. Uh, Alien Isolation, which uh, Jim and I will both tell you is one of the probably the best horror game of the gen. I'll agree with you. And one of the greatest uh, licensed video games of all time right? mm-hmm. uh, comes to the Switch on December 5th. Now, listener. Don't. Just don't. Don't do this. Don't, don't do this. Just just like you should not have bought Doom for your Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you can't. This is a brilliant game that may only work mechanically, but it won't work. Half of this game is is the feel of it and the uh, the atmosphere of it. And you're not going to get that in your Switch. Don't do this. No. Don't do don't this. Do uh, Children of Morta is now available on Switch. Also something called Pokemon. <laughs> we talk about Dexit? Are people care about Pokemon? What the hell is well, Dexit? Yeah. What is Dexit? Dexit is um, ha- basically, More I want to say, like the vast majority of Pokemon were purged. Yep. Like okay. we were up to 800 and now there's only like 300. Like mainstays, like Bulbasaur. Yeah, yeah they got rid of Bulbasaur, they got rid of Squirtle, like, deep mm-hmm. cuts. Yeah. yeah. I understand why, because you're trying to balance this game, there's too many of them, it's a new engine, you know, and you got to have DLC. Um, so, but and, like, Jim really Sterling is right, Charizard fans can suck it. Fuck yeah. you, man. <laughs> Charizard I don't, I don't really care about Pokemon, but you, Bulbasaur is better than this shit. Yeah, no kidding. God. Give yeah. it, I don't know why you would ever get rid of one of the ones that was one of the core three of any of your... I know. They did. It's weird. That and is dumb. I did not think they'd come for Squirtle. I know everyone everyone hates Bulbasaur. But Squirtle too and Charizard, man, that's like half your fan base. Uh, the well, thing Charizard's is there, there there are people who legit love all three, that's why I'm saying Yeah. <laughs> seems like a bad idea. I, it, I, it's not a really bad idea. I'm not playing. I don't really care. It's just funny watching people get angry about it. It is. I mean, I'm not gonna waste a second being mad about it. It's their company, yeah. they can do whatever the hell they want, but yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I I'm still tempted to try it, but now that you've told me about Astral Chain, I think that's going to, yeah. Play a grown-up game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where it is, the Sonic the Hedgehog redesign costs less than $5 million for the movie. We're talking about not the rumored $35 sense. million. Yeah. That's nice. Apparently they weren't done with most of the CGI anyway. Good. Good. It looks yeah. significantly it better. It totally it looks does. better. It yeah. looks like Sonic. I will happily mm-hmm. watch that on Netflix. Uh, there are some major bugs in Jedi Fallen Order that can stop your progress dead, and EA have been very, very quiet about when or if they will address it. Uh, do you know that jump on, uh, like, Deathafar or whatever it was, Alex? Uh, 
it's okay. Well, what, what, one of them, there's, there's two or three of them. And one of them is, uh, you come to this gap that it looks like you might be able to jump, but probably can't. And the deal is you're not supposed to jump it until you get the double jump, but you actually can if you don't have it. Now, the problem is once you land on the other side, it seals off behind you and you have to have the double jump to get forward now. And there's no other way out of this room. There's no way to like load an earlier save or anything like that. You are done. Uh -uh. Start a new game. I tried to make that jump like five times. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for an excuse. No, no, because I had no idea. Because oh, I had no idea. I was just, I was just, I was okay. just there and I was just like, well, there's gotta be a way to make this. <gasps> and then I saw, and then I saw the headlights like two days later, like, ooh. Ooh, maybe not. Okay. Almost lost, okay. Almost lost everything. Uh, Hollow Knight would never do that to you. No, and Hollow Knight would be very clear. Yeah. Oh god, it was good. Still is. Still is. I good. played it again a month ago. Fuck, it's so good. It is. It just remains excellent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Kotaku reported this week that a large team at Bioware is working on completely overhauling Anthem. They are not abandoning it. Uh, I still Why? don't believe them. Well, Why? Be Why probably they because they're looking at Destiny and thinking they can fix that, too. Maybe. Uh, but, like, no. I also don't think we're ever going to see Dragon Age 4. What they need to do is a new Mass Effect. That's what they're doing. Is it really? I said that, too. All new. No connection to the old one. Just new Mass Effect. Well, that's not interesting either. What I want, I want, I want to play a Mass Effect where there is a, a statue of my shepherd. Like a giant golden <laughs> statue of my they shepherd. Would and there's moss all over it. You know? No, like a statue of your shepherd and a mural of everyone that died in your suicide. That's right! That's right! Nobody like, died in my never. suicide mission. That's what it should be. But I mean, like Never. the thing is, the last game, the last game in that uh, arc was last gen, right? So how are you going to import that save data? You can't, unless you're on nope. Steam, like Alex. Uh, online survival multiplayer game Rust will come to PS4 next year. Hasn't Rust been out for like five years? It's been out for longer forever. than that. Yeah, it was. It was an early access for like four years before that. Is Rust the one where everyone was naked? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, oh yeah, and Rust was the one where that stuff was all random, right? Mm -hmm. And and everyone was white when the game first went into EA early access. And yeah, then they, curious that. Yeah, and then they started randomizing people's uh, ethnicities. And it really and every people and off. all the races got just fucking furious about it. Yeah, they did. That was hilarious. Yes, it I was. still don't want to play it. No, it looks awful. No, it does. No. It always did. I'm not going to play PUBG. I'm not going to play Rust. I'm not going to play any of those. No, thanks. They're, uh, oh, God. And I didn't even, fuck. I didn't even include in headlines the Game Award nominees. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was because you emailed them to me, but I thought I'd written them down. Uh, I was right. It has been a pretty shit year. Well, okay. Yeah, it was a great year. There, there are some. Now, would you say Control's one of the best of the year? Yes. Okay. It's sitting here. As soon as the actual chain is done, I will I will get control in before the end of the year. Okay, I'm just going to Google this. Hang on. Uh, we email each other too much. Hold on. The game Fuck did I? Because they had a lot of game awards that I didn't really care about even. I just was looking at the best of the year stuff. No, that's all I care about was game of the year. It was this year. Okay, well, it's... Here it is. <clears throat> okay, control Death Stranding for game of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of these are one of the at least one of these is stupid. Uh <laughs> Control Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, uh Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Super Smash Brothers really like Ultimate, it. 
uh, the Outer Worlds. Now, I'm going to say Smash Brothers Ultimate. I have to let it count because I let DLC for Vanillaware's um, Muramasa the Demon Blade count one year. <laughs> so I have to let the okay. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate count if, if you want to consider it a new game. And in, in that same vein, you can't count Resident Evil 2 but I would I would count um, No Man's Sky next as its own thing. Um, I think that would be totally fair. Yeah. And in that case, uh, well, I don't know that No Man I don't know I didn't play it, so I don't know that it would be I would put it above Resident Evil Two. I would put almost anything else above Resident Evil Two, frankly. Yeah, I didn't really. Did you have play that Resident Evil Two? Was really fucking good. No, it was Man. it was fine. It was still the game from 1992 or whenever the yeah, first Resident fucking blue. And that was a problem. That was a problem. Um, just, just don't, just don't he's go too him. omnipresent. It fucking sucks. Yeah, it was boring. Like I, I, as soon as Mr. X showed up, I stopped enjoying that game. Like I thought there were like, going to be sequences, you know, reasonable sequences. No, but no he's just there. He's just the there whole all time the time. Now. Once he got out of the police station, he's gone again. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I wasn't able. I wasn't willing to get that far with it. I don't have the time yeah, to deal with you, hard. Mr. X. Anyway, so yeah, Resident Evil Two. I, I completely disagree with. I frankly, uh, Days Gone would be on my list. We'll, we'll get there. Outer Worlds being on this list, I have no problem with. No, not at all. Good ending. But yeah. I feel like in any other year, it would not be on the list. No. Just no. just by... Oh, well, you know what, though? Fuck, they've had... Wasn't Celeste on the list last year or the year before? I think Celeste was on the list last exactly. year. Exactly. So maybe Outer Worlds being on here isn't that crazy. Now, Sekiro being on here is, frankly, correct. Yep. Without question. But here's the thing. Well, we'll get to that later. Uh, Death Stranding, Death Stranding being on here is correct, and Control being on here, in my opinion, is correct. Well, I, I can't Control's think, not gonna win, though. I, it's not, but I can't think of another game outside of, um, I mean, maybe there, I'm sure there is one, but I can't think of a game outside of Days Gone that I would have included. Other than what's already on here. I mean, Jeff Keighley loves Kojima so much. Yes, but let's but that. let's recall the the nominations are made by uh, editors of gaming publications. I know. I th- I believe it's editors, so I, Keighley doesn't have anything to do with it. And and keep in mind, there was a game that had nominations in fucking every category last year as well. Do you remember what it was called? Red what? Dead. Red Dead Two. Mm-hmm. And you remember what won? God of War, didn't it? Uh, Spider-Man. Spider- Wait, did Spider-Man win? Yeah. I forget. This yeah, Spider-Man, was last, Spider-Man, Spider-Man was last year. Spider-Man won. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Spider-Man got Game of the Year for the Game Awards last year. Really? Yeah. I know we did that. I didn't remember that was it. No, no. It was, they made it official. It was actually really edifying to see. It was yeah, like, okay. wow, I never, I never actually thought that I could take them wow, seriously. Everybody agrees for yeah. once. It's amazing. Okay. It was weird. I'm pretty sure. God, now I want to double check. Hang on. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the game award winner 2018 action adventure okay Wikipedia uh, I don't remember. awards for I remember video I games. actually watched it last year game of the year no God of War yeah it was God of War yeah All right Shit. yep yep which I still took over Red Dead too. No, I agree with that. Really good game until it fell to pieces at the end. What Red Dead? No, no, God of War. I don't think I don't think it fell to pieces at the end. I don't think the narrative was ever great to begin with. No, it, it's it's half a story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's, we're not going to see another one for you know three years. We'll, yeah. we'll probably three, get, we'll, you think? we'll probably get it announced next year. 
Uh, we'll probably get it announced next year, and we might actually get it fall or uh, spring. Or we'll get it fall next year or spring 2021. I expect. Mm. I think. Yeah, 2021 sounds reasonable. Yeah, uh, pro- before the end of June 2021, I'm going to tell you right now the next God of War. And I'm, I'm uh, base that on absolutely be... nothing. Just just the whispers of what they plan to do with well, the Well, they end got that Ghostwire Tokyo lady now. No, they don't. Is that where she went? Yeah, they do. No. No, not officially. She's working for Sony Santa Monica now, I thought. No, she was just... She's had her picture taken. She's on, like... Okay, in the same way Kojima went on a world tour with Sony and oh, okay. and, and all others... Like, but didn't she quit that company? But Kojima was expli- explicitly doing it with Sony Studios. Um, She has been doing it with Ubisoft... She's been doing it with, uh, she's been doing it with everyone. I haven't seen her with an Xbox studio yet, but I've seen her with a lot of third party studios and I've seen her with all the Sony studios. Okay, so she's just making the rounds. Yeah, she's just making the rounds and taking my heart with her. (laughs) All right. But yeah, there's nothing else this year. No, this year's done. Yeah, it's over. The rest of this year is just catching up on stuff. I've got this, I've got control, I've got. It's so weird to have nothing in December. Yeah, this is a shit year, y'all. It's not weird to have nothing in December. December never has anything. What? There's got to be... If it has something... Like red... Okay, last... November. There should be something big in November. There was. Oh, uh, I suppose. Death Stranding. Last year was Spider-Man, so... The Outer World. Uh, it was not November. Spider-Man was not November. It was like October. It was September, uh, I thought. Yeah, it was really oh, early. Was it was early? much earlier. Yeah. Uh, Astral Chain is actually nominated for best action game. Mm-hmm. Along with Gears 5, some people were pissed off that Devil May Cry and Gears 5 were not nominated for Game of the Year. I would not put Devil May Cry 5 up there. Borderlands 3 for action adventure. I don't know if I'd put Gears 5 in there for Game of the Year either. I, I, I mean, Gears 5 is a tremendous, it's a great Gears game, but it, it, that's getting a little, it's getting a little thin. That's right. It's, it's another Gears game. Yeah. And that's the only reason why, to me, there is actually competition between Death Stranding and Sekiro. Because Sekiro is not just another Souls game. No, they're yeah. new IP. They're both new IP. Well, it's not just that it's a new IP. It's like uh, Bloodborne is another Souls game. It is. Yeah. It just doesn't have a shield. Sekiro is not another Souls game. No, <laughs> it's like the is only studio different. that really knows how to iterate on From is themselves. Yes. Well, okay. We we we, you know, we brought this up. There are some studios that can, you know, Hollow Knight, man, Hollow Knight. That's true. There you but go. That's also two dimensional. Yeah, but it's an example of sense. of someone actually taking a bit of the formula and applying it intelligently in a, in a way that actually has benefits, as opposed to Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which doesn't hey, really. I would say Hollow Knight's better at telling a story than From Software is. Oh well. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but you got to remember that from software isn't trying. Okay. If we're talking about Sekiro, yeah. um, well, no, Sekiro actually wrong. does a pretty good. Job. Yeah, no. If you're talking about Sekiro, it's a linear I'm story. I'm going to say you're actually kind of wrong. And with with what the with what they're trying to do in a game like Bloodborne or the Souls games, the apples and oranges. That's like saying you know this guy is way better at archery than that guy who doesn't shoot arrows. Same thing. Like, yeah, like, like, like they try to tell a story with, with Hollow Knight and with, um, with the Souls games, they want the player to decide to investigate a story. That's true. Yeah, they, they don't want to tell you a story. They want to offer you 
glimpses of it through the trees as you walk past. Like, that's what the soul stories are about. And if you really want to dig into it, you well, know. Well, a lot of the soul stories are hidden behind obnoxious, obtuse uh, side quests. Um, yeah. A lot. Yeah, but it, it's there, it's there to be, uh, to be sought out by people who are really hardcore about it. And even then, they're gonna argue about it because you can't be fucking sure. That's the point of the Souls and the Bloodborne stories. It's not the point of the Hollow Knight story. Hollow Knight has a story. Right, but it also has a lot of incidental, uh, incidental stuff people are still arguing about. Yeah, but I, I feel like, Am I not making sense here? No, 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 no. Like, there's, there's, there's more depth to Holland, I think, have even found. Like, a lot of, like, arguments about, like, they've intentionally not tied everything together. There's a lot of, um, you ever read, like, the player's thoughts on the dream nail? The player's thoughts on the dream nail? I'm sorry, like, the, the enemy's thoughts. Yeah, all the time. And stuff. Like, they can do stuff with the last boss that, like, raises, it, 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 dive into that wiki a bit. I think there's a lot more in Holland than you've, even you've appreciated. Well, then it didn't tell me that story very well, did it? Not if I have to go to a wiki for it. Fuck you. <laughs> We've had that conversation with Jim many times. Exactly. If it's not on the screen, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like thinking that hard about anything. Come on. <sighs> I may not work in an office, but I use my brain all day. <laughs> Some days. All right. Some days I don't. I am tapped out. Yeah, All right. <sighs> Are we recording next week? It's it's American Thanksgiving. Um, no. is it Thanksgiving Thursday? Let's skip yeah. it. Let's skip it. Yeah. We'll, right. we'll skip so it. we're gonna take a week off. We'll, we'll, we're gonna take a week off. We'll, we're gonna come back hard in, in December. Game of the year. And yeah, we're gonna have we'll have our our, our annual hype recap where we see how well we did on our, our games of hype from this year. I'll go back and listen to that one and see what we picked out. And we'll have our game of the year stuff. So yeah, we're taking next week off. We will see everybody in two weeks. Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Alex, thank you for talking. Yeah, enjoy that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a good night.